Welcome to another exciting episode of Pop Cultish, the podcast that was invited to Thor's birthday party. I thought I might get hammered, but surprisingly, it was very low-key. That's right. You all saw what I did with that. So, <laughs> uh, I am excited. To, uh, today, we've got a, 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 a special guest on the on, on the podcast with us. Uh, this is in conjunction. I need to I need to say this is in conjunction with Nerd Bastards. Uh, we're doing a lot uh, a lot of interviews and, and fun stuff with with our friends over at nerdbastards.com. But uh, we are uh, I'm thrilled to be able to to chat today with one of the brains behind AfterShock Comics. It's uh, I've got Mike here with me. Mike, say hello to the people. <laughs> Hey, hello, people, and hello, Tony. <laughs> uh, Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I'm I'm very very excited to uh, to be chatting with you today. Uh, we're going to have a, a great time to just kind of uh, low key low key talk and everything. Now, for for the people who don't know you, this is um um again chatting with Mike Martz here. Um, give everybody a a quick little online dating profile overview of you and what you do and all that fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good way to introduce me. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm a Capricorn, and um, I don't smoke. Um, so a lot of people would probably know me from my stints at both Marvel and DC. Um, I've been working in the industry a little over 20 years, and roughly half the time I was at Marvel and half the time I was at DC with a few other stops here and there at other companies. But um I think most people know me as the group editor on the the Batman title of books when I was working with people like Grant Morrison and Scott Snyder and Paul Dini and Andy Kubert and Tony Daniel and a bunch of other great people. And and then um, I had uh, two different times at Marvel where I was the group editor uh, and, and then executive editor on the uh, X-Men titles and then later on the Guardians of the Galaxy family. Um, and, uh, again, got to work with great people there, like the aforementioned Grant Morrison, uh, Joss Whedon, uh, Paul Jenkins, and, uh, and a lot of other fantastic people, Ed Brubaker and Judd Winnick and, and so many others, uh, just goes on and on. But, um, yeah, you know, about, about a year ago, I made the decision to, uh, jump ship from the mainstream side of things and help to start up my my own thing, my own company, uh, which I helped form with uh, a great team of other guys, and uh, that's called Aftershock Comics, and uh, that's been what I've been bleeding, sweating, and crying about for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that, but it's very cool to kind of take something from from inception and just kind of you know make it make it your own so um was there you know i'm always interested in a good just like any good comic always interested in a good uh, origin story the, i mean the origin of aftershock was it just the, the the desire to do something on your own or was there something bigger behind that well it, certainly on on my part um yeah it was the desire it was a combination of wanting to do something on my own and then the just totally subscribing to the vision and and dreams and plans that the the other team members of aftershock had in place before I got there um, you know i I'd been given some great opportunities over the years at both Marvel and DC working on fantastic books and fantastic projects and uh, that always kept me very happy but at the same time I was I was very um, driven to 
want to build my own thing and to start something from the ground floor and to create new projects of my own. Um, so that was kind of always in, in the back of my head and it was this itch that I always wanted to scratch. And, and then the Aftershock guys came around and, and um, Joe Pruitt, who's the, uh, the publisher and chief creative officer, he, he had been an old friend of mine. Uh, we'd worked together over the years as editor and writer. He wrote some X-Men and Wolverine things for me. And we always remained friends. And I, I always was uh, very impressed with what Joe had done with his career. Mm. Um, at this point in time, he reached out to me and told me that they were looking uh, to find someone who could kind of fill that editor-in-chief role uh, on the creative publishing side of things. And explained to me a few of the guys who he had partnered up with to form this company and and they were basically just looking for the last piece of the puzzle to uh to make the company complete and i uh got to talking with them and meeting with them and and it really quickly became uh, just a fantastic marriage and i i saw that these were people that i wanted to be in business with for a long time and i knew that they uh, not only wanted me for my experience and my talent, but really wanted to listen to my ideas about building a company and building projects. And I could tell they, they respected all of that uh, right off the bat. So it, um, it, it was a much simpler decision than a lot of people uh, might think. Because uh, I, I, I get asked the question a lot like, you know, how could you, you know, leave Marvel or DC and, and go to a startup? Um, but you know, it's it's a lot more common sense uh, when you boil it down to the ingredients that uh, got me to go over there. Sure, sure. No, it makes perfect sense. And I know that they've uh, there's been some comics that have been coming out for for a while now, at least a couple months, right? So, I mean, we have some here in front of us, uh, but um, but they've been producing comics for a little bit now. Is that right? Yeah, we debuted um, just at the beginning of December, so we're really only in our our second month of uh, publishing. And, um, yeah, we've, at, at this point we have, uh, five different titles available to the public right now. And then, uh, next week we add a sixth title. Um, and, uh, we'll be adding one more in February. And then in, uh, just yesterday we announced that there'll be three new titles, uh, that will be published in April. Um, so we'll have a nice, I think, offering of around 10 titles or so. Uh, that'll be available to readers over the next few months. Excellent, excellent. And to to touch on the the big announcement that kind of came yesterday, I know that um, uh, one of the titles that'll be coming out uh, in a few months, I'm assuming, is working. You'll be working with um, just a great name industry vet, uh, Mark Wade, creating a, a book called Captain Kid. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be fantastic. We're so excited to have Mark join the AfterShock family. Um, yeah, I had the pleasure of working with Mark. Um, I, I'd known him for years, but the first time we worked together when it was right when I got to DC and we did uh, about a year's worth of Legion of Superheroes together. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he's just such a creative guy, such a friendly guy, such a comics guy um, that it's, it's hard not to like him. And, and anytime you're working with him, it's just going to be a great experience. Um, he is co-writing Captain Kid with Tom Pyre, and Tom is another guy that I've known for years, but never really had the opportunity to work with. So I'm excited to be working with him. Yeah, um, yeah. This was one of three announcements we had yesterday, which was it was a pretty big deal. Um, there was the Mark Wade 
Tom Pyre Captain Kid announcement. And then we also let everyone know that the entire Aftershock library was available on Comixology. Uh, and we're very excited to be partnering up with this titan of the industry. Sure. Um, there are some great people at Comixology, and we are so happy they're going to be helping us distribute everything digitally. And um, people should... People who couldn't find our, our books over the first few weeks or months should should run to Comixology because we're offering uh, first issues at a discounted price right now. Very nice. And um, and then we also announced, uh, like I said, three new series that are coming out in April. Um, so it was a big day for us yesterday, and, right. and um, it just uh, some great momentum going on. Well, that's good, and I think that's as I've as I've been kind of watching, you know, uh, the news and things develop. It seems like you know a lot of people equate startups with, you know, oh, I'm sure it's, you know, nothing but a bunch of rookies and people I've never heard before. I mean, you guys have, you know, have big names, you know, with Mark Wade, and I think you've got something from, from Garth Ennis as well. And I mean, there's legitimate talent that uh, is already established, which is very cool. Yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, we've got such a good mix of talent working with us, and it's, you know, like you said, I mean, it's established veteran writers who are still at the top of their game people like garth ennis and paul jenkins and brian azarello i mean you know these guys are fixtures in the comic book industry and they they continue to draw huge crowds um and people like amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti uh who both joe and i have worked with for almost 20 years now um and then you know some people who are uh equally exciting and experienced as writers but might be at the beginning of their career like Marguerite Bennett and Ray Fox and uh, <clears throat> Justin Jordan um, people like David Hine we have coming in it's just it's just such a good mix of talent and, and really that's just the writing side of things right um, you know the artists that we have working on our titles are, are just as exciting that's very cool you know I know um, just this morning before we're having a chance to chat today. I was actually in my local comic book store, a comic book university here in Indianapolis, and I was chatting with the owner. And, uh, you know, sure enough, right there behind me on the counter uh, were the Aftershock books were, you know, were right there. And, he, you know, he was telling me that they were they were moving pretty well. He had a chance to read one called uh, American Monster that he was really enjoying. Um, I know you don't necessarily want to play favorites but are there any titles that you guys have put out that you've been particularly proud of or maybe seen that you know thinking that this one is going to be the one or anything like that american mantra is a great one to talk about i mean it's it just debuted yesterday mm -hmm. um <coughs> excuse me this this series is just it's it's a roller coaster ride from start to finish um and it's just vintage azarello um and Wando on artwork, you know, uh, Juan has done a relatively small amount uh, body of work in comics. Um, he's more known for his uh, his advertising work, and um, but he, he, the the work that he's done for me and for others is just phenomenal. And this is the best thing he's ever done. I mean, he perfectly captures the uh, just the the energy um, and just dirtiness of uh, the uh, the script that Brian Azarello has created uh, with his character these 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 uh, this just interesting town full of 
strange people. Um, so this is, it, it's just, I, you, you can tell I'm excited about it. It's just yeah. such a great, great book. Awesome. Very cool. That's, that's one, uh, you know, fortunately, um, your, your folks were able to send some stuff over to me. That was about the one that I didn't get a chance to dive into. I did get a chance to, to read over Super Zero um, and Insects, which was another one that, uh, that our comic book friend mentioned that uh, was actually selling pretty well. Um, they're very what, – what I like the most is that they're, they're not stories just like, you know, another – a great another superhero story you know or another one of this or that you know something dressed up as something new like these like insects uh i don't think i've ever read anything quite like that it was a very cool mix of kind of victorian sci-fi and uh um yeah it's really cool stuff is that something that you were kind of targeting as you know looking for that out there different type of type of story yeah everything that we acquire at aftershock and all the projects that we develop we really start with uh, a simple foundation of story first. So it's got to be a great, engaging story. It's got to be unique. It's got to be something we haven't seen before. It's um, it's got to be something that that everyone will want to read. And that you know that was uh, part of our criteria when talking to Marguerite Bennett about doing a project with the aftershock. She threw us three ideas when we first talked to her, and. Honestly, each one was as good as the other one. Um, we could have easily done all three series at once if we wanted to, but you know, we knew as a new company we had to pick one. Um, she never thought in a million years it would be insects. Yeah. Um, and she was surprised that we went with it because it was the most daring, the most bold, the, uh, the craziest, uh, the riskiest. And... We, we explained to Marguerite that that's exactly why we picked it. We want to be bold. We want to take risks. We want to take chances. Insects provided us with that type of book, and um, the story that backed it up was, was just phenomenal. Um, so we were super excited to, to do this book. Uh, in the beginning, the title of the series was called Chrysalis, and we talked to Marguerite. We said that certainly... Um, captures you know what the story is about but we're concerned that the title is a little mediocre so again she threw out about 20 different possibilities of new names and threw in this word insects at the end um as almost like a joke and we said there's the title and she said are you serious and we said we are most definitely serious and she said i never thought you would pick that one and we're like well this is why we're in business with you. There you go. So, yeah, that that project is unique. It's um, uh, it was tricky to explain what type of genre it was uh, in the beginning, but we quickly learned that we've created our own new genre with this series: um, Victorian era horror, erotica, suspense, family thriller. Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, this uh, I, I think anyone who picks up insects uh, will soon learn it's it's something very unique and uh, and the story is just uh, incredible. 
Sure. And I mean, it is a, it's a lot of fun. And, and for those of you who, who haven't seen it yet, of course, we keep saying the word insects, insects, insects. Uh, take take the, the word insects and replace the C with an X, and then you'll have a little better idea of maybe the the spin of where you're heading with this. So uh, insects, <coughs> if you will. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's it, it's very entertaining, which is which which is awesome. So it, it's great. It's you know, it's a book which is for mature readers. Um, and we uh, we definitely want people to know that going in. Sure. Um, you know, there's sex involved in the story, but what is, I think, unique to this book is that people will find that the the sex in the story is uh, instrumental to the story and specific to the story and necessary. Uh, nothing, nothing in the book is gratuitous or there just for the sake of shock value. It's all very important to the narrative of the two main characters. Right. Right, and, and and certainly we don't want to give away don't want to give away too much, but I will say too I also appreciated how the how the book, the first issue ended, with wanting I mean you immediately want to go pick up the second one. It's not like every, everything's not given away right up front. You know there's no you know I have to squeeze in an origin story here or else. Like you, you definitely are going to have much more information coming in future issues, which I think bodes well to the overall ability to, to you know to tell a long term story. Exactly. So, right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let me shift gears here for a little bit and talk about, um, you know, because I know you've been in the industry for a long time. And one of the biggest questions that that I see people asking at, you know, conventions and, you know, things like that is, is how do aspiring artists, aspiring writers, things like that, what the recommendations are to to get into the industry to get the right connections? I mean, do you have any recommendations, whether it's based on your path or what you're doing currently? to new people to kind of get out there? Well, you know, it, it's very tricky. I get that question a lot. And, um, you know, people who have worked in this industry know that there's no magic formula to to get in. Everyone has a unique origin story, like you said. And, sure. um, it's a very competitive business. It's a very, very small business, but there are a lot of people uh, wanting to get in. Um so <clears throat> the important thing for anyone in the industry, whether you're a writer or an artist, is to make noise, to get yourself seen and heard. Um, and, you know, with the, the way that um, digital is these days and, and the Internet, um, it, it allows people um, easier opportunities to do that than in the past, um, you know, whether it's self-publishing your own book and putting it online or if it's through DeviantArt or just through basic social media like Twitter and, and Facebook and everything, um, there are artists who have made noise and gotten noticed um, through those ways. You know, someone like Katie Cook started out that way and other people just started on, on DeviantArt and, and got noticed. Um, you'd be surprised how many editors uh, check DeviantArt several times a week for for new artists, certainly people who have worked on my staff at, at both Marvel and DC uh, did that and continue to do that. Um, but the important thing is to, is to get yourself seen and heard. If you are if you're a great artist and you're drawing in a corner somewhere and just doing it for yourself, you're never going to get out there. Um, you've got to grow thick skin. You've got to be extroverted. You've got to. Um, put yourself out there, get your stuff noticed. You've got to know how to balance that, um, um, 
you know that that line or know know, know how to balance uh, being aggressive but not being pushy, um, because in this industry you can turn people off fairly quickly if you don't handle things the right way. So it's kind of a combination of of all those things. Okay, very good, very good. Um, question about um, vague vague generalities about the about the future of the industry because I know you know like you mentioned with you know Comicsology obviously that's a that's a huge platform to be on and there's obviously this this push to digital. I mean, do you see with comics keep you know continuing on? I mean, do you continue to see the blend of print and online, or do you think it's going to shift? too far one way or the other where, where one medium is going to just kind of take over the other? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I don't see it that way. I think if something like that were to have happened and it would have happened already, yeah. um, I think we have a unique, uh, industry in that it's an art form, a collectible business and a content business all at the same time because of that that unique mix, I don't think you can ever predict how this industry is really going to fall out. Um, I can remember back to, I was working at Acclaim Comics in 97 and 98, and I had a friend who worked there, and he was convinced, convinced, convinced that print comics were going to be dead within three years, and we would all be out of jobs. (laughs) Uh, And that was 1997, so that was... That was almost 20 years ago. Sure. Um, and here we are. I don't want to say stronger than ever, but we are very strong as an industry. Uh, we have seen big growth over the past few years in overall sales. Uh, we continue to see comic properties be made into TV shows and movies, and they are done extremely well. Um, and there is no end in sight. Every time you pick up, uh, you know, you look online or or whatever, you see another news item about, you know, this book is being turned into a TV show or is being optioned for a movie. That's all great stuff for our industry. I I feel we're really in a, a comics renaissance right now where we are definitely going up. I just don't know how we're going up. It's it's difficult to predict. Uh, how things are going to level out uh, or how they're going to develop. But to to address one of your initial questions, um, I think we'll continue to see digital grow. Um, you know, certainly it's a, it's a, a way of taking in content that is very easy for a lot of people today, whether it's on the iPad or the iPhone or, or whatever, um, or, or through your TV. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the fact that there is that art form and collectible aspect to our business, I don't believe we'll ever see print die. Um, and it's my opinion that we will see both digital and print continue to grow side by side and hopefully find ways where the two can continue to interact with one another and and grow alongside one another. Right. 
No, I think that's uh, that makes a lot of sense, and I think we've seen the same thing, you know, in in the authors and things that that we've talked to in the you know novel and uh, you know other print world. They're the, they're they're the exact same way that you know people love to have a full bookshelf. You know, I mean, I have you know three boxes full of of comics, uh, you know, that I've been collecting for eighteen years that I would never never get rid of just because I could have it on a computer screen. But exactly. At, but at the same time, obviously, if I go on vacation, I want to take my tablet with me, not the big box of comics. So <laughs> so there's definitely a little bit of give and take there. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I think like if I had to do it over again, I, I think about how many times I've uh, had to move in my life and ask friends and family to lug 30 or 40 long boxes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's never a fun process. So sure. <laughs> if I had to do it over, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe uh, I, I would still have my, my long boxes of X-Men and things like that and Batman, but maybe a lot of the other titles I would just store on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely get that. But uh, uh, you touched briefly on, um, you know, how comics are kind of spilling over into into other areas of pop culture with the, with the movies and the, and, and the TV shows. We just did a big um, um, uh, an episode on, you know, Netflix and the whole Marvel connection and things like that. Uh, is there anything out there in particular that you've been um, really jiving on? Anything that, that, that you as a fan have been like uh, very much enjoying? Uh, comics related or, or just or anything I mean, yeah I mean anything I mean this you know we're we're kind of wandering in, in, into the pop culture <laughs> in general but I mean if there's any comics properties that have made the jump that you think have been done particularly well I, I'd be interested to hear that as well well yeah I mean the the Marvel team and what they've done with the Netflix shows has uh, it's just been phenomenal um, you know Daredevil I enjoyed from start to finish it was just extremely well done and you know that that team of you know both the um, actors and the writers and producers they deserve to get nominated for Emmys and Golden Globes and everything and uh, it was such a good show. Um, Jessica Jones, I'm about halfway through and enjoying that just as much. It's paced a little bit differently, so I'm not watching it quite as quickly. But the the layering of stories in there is is, is just so well done. Um, you know, uh, Agent Carter, I'm going to start watching. Um, I, uh, I'm excited about Suicide Squad coming up. I, I think the trailer for that movie looks fantastic. And I think that could be DC Comics breakthrough movie the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy was for Marvel, kind of giving the readers and, or giving non-comics pop culture fans, um, just something which essentially is brand new because most people aren't familiar with the characters and just saying, Hey, here, this is great. Trust us. And I, I think that's, what's going to happen there. Um, other things I'm enjoying man in the high castle, uh, was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited about the expanse. Mm-hmm. Um, going to start watching that soon. Um, so yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm excited about. Good. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, really, I want to make sure that, that 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 folks know how they can how they can get a hold of the aftershock stuff. I mean, we know that obviously they're on Comicsology. How else can they find you guys online? Where can they go to to check out the goods? So um, people, of course, can pick up uh, the regular print versions of our comics at their local comic book store. Um, if your comic book store is currently not 
uh, ordering Aftershock comics, we encourage you to ask them to do it. Um, we have found that most comic stores out there have sold out of our product and sold out extremely quick, and most are saying they should have ordered more copies. So um, we encourage people to get out there and, and, and push the retailers to order more. Uh, of course, if you want things digitally, everything is now available on Comixology. And like I said, the, uh, the first issues are all available now at discounted prices, so you could get in on the ground floor. And, um, you know, we, we have uh, our series and our creators featured on the Aftershock uh, Comics webpage, which is aftershockcomics.com. And then we encourage you to follow us on all the popular social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, um, we're on Instagram. So those are all places where you can check out uh, new exciting things uh, from our company. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, with the social media, certainly everybody can go out there and find them. Uh, I'll, I have no shame in telling everybody that Aftershock is on my top eight in MySpace, so it's all good there. So, great. <laughs> no. great. Anytime I can make a MySpace joke, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> take advantage of that. But, but no, definitely go check out the titles uh, that are out already. There are new ones coming out soon. Um, already, I think in stores you can find uh, Insects, um, Super Zero, Replica. American Monster, uh, and plenty more cool stuff to come. Um, Mike, is there anything else that uh, that we can tell the people before we bid them adieu for the day? Uh, I will tell everyone that uh, Aftershock is committed to quality storytelling. Um, I think after reading a few of our titles, you will soon discover that from start to finish, everything in there is uh, quality, the best possible story, and art, and uh we're just dedicated to getting the best possible story out there to the readers. Very good. Well, I, um, for one, I'm, I'm looking forward to to following uh, the company and its releases. Um, you'll probably hear more about uh, Aftershock here on Pop Cultish, and you'll definitely, you can read uh, my reviews and, and everything else news-wise that we have to tell you about Aftershock and pop culture in general over at nerdbastards.com. So head over there, get your fill of news, and then come back here next week for another pulse-pounding episode of Pop Cultish. But, uh, Mike, uh, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to be here chatting with us today. No, I appreciate it. This was a great time. Very good. And uh, for all you listeners, we'll, we'll catch you next week. And until next time, don't forget to be passionate, be proud, and be Pop Cultish. <laughs>